What's up guys, it's Wes, the People's Pitmaster for Smoke Ring Syndicate. This is episode one. You guys are in for an awesome treat. Our first guest is actually a really big name. You guys know him from YouTube. You know him from season one of Pitmasters. Harry Sue from California. Harry, uh, let's get started. Let's get started right away with, uh, you know, how you started, Harry. Thank you. The journey began by accident in 2010 when there was a movie called The Bucket List. And if you recall, it uh, was starring Morgan yeah. Freeman and Jack Nicholson. It was a docudrama. Yeah. And one of my co-workers came to work and said, hey, you know, we're a bunch of IT nerds. Uh, we should do something <laughs> with our life before we pick the bucket. And uh, she said, hey, why don't we just, you know, each prepare a, a bucket list of things to do. And why don't we make it interesting and write some stretch goals. So let's say, Wes, I always knew, say you always wanted to, I don't know, take ballroom dancing. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll uh, I'll write a goal for you, Wes. Say, hey, go take a ballroom dancing class. For me, yeah. they, they knew I like to cook. And I used to cook barbecue for fundraisers at work. All the soul brothers in the, and sisters in my building of a thousand employees would purchase the barbecue and uh, my co-workers who are African-American would serve it. And then nobody knew I made the barbecue. So they said, why don't you just go, you know, as a stretch goal, cook a barbecue contest and see, you know, what happens. And I thought, well, okay, fine. You know, that's a goal that I wouldn't ordinarily do. But what the heck, you know, just to amuse myself and amuse my co-workers, yeah. I, I entered my first contest. It was, uh, it was in Palm Springs. I, I had no idea what I was doing. And um, I basically threw everything in my kitchen and my Weber Smoky Mountain into the back of my van and, you know, drove out to the contest. I had no idea what I was doing and, uh, you know, fucked my way through the contest and lo and behold, uh, on Saturday during the award ceremony, uh, yeah. I, I won, a, you know, the first in chicken in that contest and that kind of jump-started it on me on my journey and I tell folks that if you want to start competing in barbecue, it's a blessing in disguise if you end up winning an award during your very first outing. Just be very careful. Yeah. It could be like a gateway drug to draw <laughs> you in to compete. And that's essentially what I did. I kind of got so excited about it and I decided, you know, hey, what the heck, let me go and, you know, compete a little bit more. And uh, next thing you know, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of got bit by the bug and, uh, you know, that started the the team name. And then did the rub and sauce come, you know, when did the rub and sauce come into play? I know um, you had actually gotten approached by, um, is, is it, I'm sorry, I'm soup. Uh, regard, soup regarding the, uh, the foray into the rub and sauce world, it... Uh, began with just the team name i never planned to call my team name slap your daddy barbecue when i uh, filled in the application form for the dare at work to compete in one barbecue contest as part of a stretch goal on the bucket list i showed my co-workers the team name i had picked on the application form for the contest in palm springs i picked the a team called the bucket list because i figured you know it will be a one-time throw away name yeah. never use it again so who cares you know so my co-workers you know 
were pretty devilish and uh they said that uh apparently in the south when you eat something you really like you so so good that you want to go and slap somebody so yeah. since i'm a daddy so i thought hey what the heck you know just to amuse my coworkers and in the name i'll never use again i'll just go use it one time and forget about it so i i decided yeah. to call my team slap your daddy and uh I ended up winning my yeah. first contest and um you know not too long after that I I started doing really well on the comp circuit and I guess I I got noticed uh by a TV producer who got mm-hmm. me on a TV show called Barbecue Pitmaster season 1 and then that caught the attention of uh, some of the people around the country and I was approached by someone who asked me if I made rubs and sauces I told them that hey mm-hmm. I have a full-time job I do IT for a living <laughs> and uh I don't have time to make product but I do make products for my competition that I make myself and uh uh it was a company called soupbase.com based out of Cleveland uh Ohio and um uh, you know I I told myself hey you know my revenue from selling product is zero anything more than zero is probably not a bad idea so uh just out of yeah. a kind of a handshake and a wink and a nod uh you know David from soupbase 10 years ago started to put my product into bags and in those days it was kind of laughable it was like a little plastic bag with my rub on it and some people yeah. some people joked that it was like a buying a marijuana bag because you know you get your <laughs> fix and, yeah get you, uh, get you a little fix yeah and i i didn't advertise and i just got lucky because i was on a tv show people kind of knew about me and then uh, i think in the first month of the launch we sold $1000 of the product so i thought wow that's pretty crazy man that uh people you know felt that they wanted to try my product and i think a lot of people have done it and uh, a lot of teams have won first place awards using some of my products and they're not anything terribly special i, I have a few of my kind of crazy ingredients like i put some uh, mushrooms in it because mushrooms have certain uh, flavor enhancers I, i put in worcestershire powder because someone told me that it's not good yeah it's not good to put in msg but guess what that's what worcestershire powder is which is worcestershire sauce yeah. so Uh, so long as you put in something that people feel familiar with, uh, most people are not chemists, so they they won't know that um, you know things like MSG is actually found in many foods, including your KFC. Uh, you know people who like uh, uh, what do you call uh, you know chicken. Uh, people yeah. who like McDonald's, they they all have the same product. So I basically sort of got lucky. Yeah. So you just kind of by happenstance and. It's kind of evolved into uh, quite a large YouTube following. I think you're 144,000 subscribers on your your YouTube channel. Is that right? Yeah, that's also another accident. So my uh, my uh, journey in barbecue has a series of very fortuitous accidents. I uh, sure what's called you know competing, and uh, you got to be a point where you know I guess you know I had to sort of semi retire from competition because my body couldn't take it anymore. I used to, you know, drive to Kansas City, leave my driveway on Wednesday morning, get to Kansas City Thursday night, compete Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, drive home Sunday, reach home on Monday, go to work Tuesday. So I, I actually yeah. uh, wore out 16 men. 16 men, their wives said, "Hey, you know, you cannot go out with Harry anymore because you've gone out with him every weekend." <laughs> so for those of your <laughs> listeners who are not aware, to be a professional competitor pitmaster on the national circuit to try to win like first place uh, USA awards right like team of the year USA you are battling yeah. about 6000 teams in a mm-hmm. best of 10 contest so you got to cook about 35 40 times a year so if you think about it right yeah. there's only 50 yes. weekends in a year 
Yeah. And you got to be on the road for what, 35 to 40. So it is really, really grueling. I did it for several years and I, I had my fair share of, uh, you know, awards. But uh, you get to be a point where you come home from a contest, right? Uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, by Monday, Tuesday, I'd be recovered and ready for the next weekend. But now, and after a contest, I'm sore for like 10 days after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just from the loading and unloading and the driving. Yeah, I, I don't have one uh, of those fancy quarter million dollar RVs where I have a trailer with all the creature comforts. I basically pack my kitchen into my little minivan, my little Honda minivan that puts in 20 or 1,000 miles a year. And I drive to a site, unload everything, set everything up, cook my heart out pack everything in the van, go home, yeah. unpack, clean up, and then repeat that cycle. So it is a seven-day cycle to get ready for a contest. Uh, most of your viewers yeah, who are competitors say. may not be aware. you got to buy the meat on Monday. Then you got to trim the meat. you got to make your injections, your rubs, your sauces. Wednesday, Thursday, you got to plot the trip. you got to book your hotel. you got to book your, your what do you call, uh, uh, local, local grocery stores. you got to read up on the anything but the rules. Then you try to drive mm-hmm. out on the day of the contest. So it is a seven-day type cycle just to cook a contest and go to a entry for four meets on Saturday. So a lot of folks don't realize it is pretty grueling. It's a heck of a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. But once you've done yeah. it like six, seven years in a row, you know, you realize, wow, that's a huge uh, physical effort. Yeah, you become old hat real quick with you know thirty five to forty weeks a year uh-huh. uh, being on the road. That that's and you, that's a lot you people don't that. realize that you have to constantly engineer new flavors because uh, mm-hmm. when you cook a certain barbecue a certain way, it starts winning, and after a while, everybody copies you, and uh, then yeah. it loses the uh, edge. I give an example. Uh, at one point in time on the California circuit, anything that you do with chipotle raspberry the chipotle raspberry mm-hmm. flavor profile was all the rage and whatever entry you turn in with that flavor profile it wins first place well guess what you know within a yeah. few months right the judges in the tent are talking about that wonderful chipotle raspberry and that word gets leaks out into the community of competitors yeah. and everybody starts making chipotle raspberry then you got to think about doing yeah. maybe mango habanero and then the mango habanero, you know, rides for a little while and then that fades and you have to kind of come up with a new flavor, new, uh, what do you call, uh, entry to kind of wow the judges. Yeah, something to kind of set yourself apart from, I mean, your competition barbecue, you know, a lot of folks don't know it's, you know, it, you're not sitting down to a, you know, a full meal of what the uh, comp cooks are are doing it's you know it's a it's a bite maybe two bites so it's got to really pack a wallop and uh it's it's not necessarily barbecue that you can eat you know pounds and pounds and pounds of because of the uh you know the intense flavors and um of the meat and you know just trying to set yourself apart with the uh with the flavor profiles yeah you you try to impress 24 strangers so at every contest 24 strangers will eat your four entries and you reckon if one bite is one ounce and if a judge right eats Mm -hmm. say eight entries that eight ounces times four meats so that's already 32 ounces of meat that that is two pounds of meat so i always tell people be a barbecue judge you think about a minute you got you're sitting down eating two pounds of meat in 90 minutes yeah a lot of people real don't realize that two pounds of meat is like four steaks <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a, it's a it's a uh 
it's a lofty goal for uh, for one sitting for most folks. Uh, that's that's probably the reason uh, most of us. Uh, you're, you're not included in that, but most of us have a, a little more robust uh, belt line in the barbecue community. Um, so, Harry, kind of take me into uh, your YouTube and you've got uh, Patreon and, and several other platforms. Is, is this kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sure eventually you're going to get out of the IT world. Um, you planning to take the barbecue to the another level again and level up. And, you know, when are you looking at doing that full time? Yeah, I often get asked, how did I end up on YouTube? And uh, the story about entry into YouTube is another sort of accident, just like the bucket list 10 years ago. I, you know, basically, you know, started to teach classes. And uh, I had a lot of people who were not able to attend the classes. And uh, with the COVID and everything, I've had to sort of, you know, do everything virtually. So folks started asking me, hey, you know, why don't you just record some of your tips and tricks on your cell phone and post it on this thing called YouTube? And I had no idea what YouTube really was besides, you know, watching videos on how to cock my bathtub, right? But I uh, yeah. decided, hey, you know, what the heck, I got nothing to lose. So I started posting some really crude cell phone, shaky, poor production, bad mm. sound, jerky videos. So... So, so basically, what I post on YouTube now, <laughs> <laughs> and I still do that. And, uh, and lo and behold, like less than two years, I have 140,000 people that follow me around the world. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing that there is such a yeah, huge I've... thirst for the information about what goes through the crazy mind of Harry, who is a competitor. I, I guess, you know, the internet yeah. is full of everybody who posts information about how to cook and so on. Uh, but I, I think that in maybe many regards, I'm, I'm quite unique in the sense that uh, I freely share all my competition tricks. Like uh, people cannot believe that I put my actual first place USA chicken yeah. recipe on the internet. I mean, I beat 7,000 teams to first place in the USA over the course of 12 months. And people don't realize yeah. I put six or seven excruciating detailed videos or how you pull out each follicle out of the hair of the chicken. And I post that video in the entirety unvarnished on the internet. And then people who are, you know, in that arena or competitive space, they watch it religiously and then they try it and they actually work. They win first place. Yeah. It's yeah, I've I've watched quite a few of your videos and there's a lot of meticulous stuff that goes into doing what you do. And uh, I mean it's it, is some some of it is is above and beyond from what a home cook needs but i mean for somebody that's got that drive that wants to try the competition world i mean you're you're a one-stop shop i mean you can sit for hours and hours and hours and um you know become you know way way better just from just watching your you know your for example your black belt tips um, those series of those videos, I mean, those will help you level up big time. And uh, a lot of people, you know, cannot believe that, you know, they have to pay, what, uh, $750 to go to some class, right? Where, you know, this guy, Harry, yeah. shows you what he does and sometimes his methods actually really work. And I always tell people, don't believe the experts, including me, right? No, the only way to know is to do. So I always caution people yeah. that, you know, stop reading, you know, uh, what do you call watching videos or going on forums to to argue over what percentage of vinegar you put in your spray 
to go ahead and cook mm-hmm. so that you will know because at the end of the day watching LeBron shoot his free throws ain't gonna help you in your own free throw game you have to shoot the free throws yourself and barbecue is very much the same yeah. I can show you all the techniques that I use it's kind of like watching you know Tiger Woods swing a golf club and then you say oh yeah I, I know how to swing a golf club no you don't you just have to go out and cook yeah yeah it's it's there's there's only so much barbecue self uh, self help uh, videos that you can watch before you actually have to implement that. You know, for it to become self self help, it's actually, you know, you got to take some action. Yeah, that uh, brings up a, um, a good uh, Nicole's uh, description of what Patreon is because um, I started on YouTube yeah. and uh, YouTube seems to be very successful. Uh, unfortunately, my content is not what I call bubble gum video, where I can get millions of views on my channel. And mm-hmm. you know that when I make a uh, video and I cook a brisket, I could spend five hundred dollars buying two, you know, Snake River Farm Gold versus Snake River Farm Black brisket to shoot a video. And after a while, I, I yeah. realized that you know I was actually not able to break even on YouTube because I, uh, you know, as I mentioned before in a lot of my posts, I do a lot of this barbecue stuff for charity. I, I donate the net proceeds away. So I already have a, a daytime yeah. job. So for barbecue, I, I don't see barbecue as a like a profit making kind of business. I, I do it for barbecue mm-hmm. philanthropy. So I, I was at a point on my channel where I was not able to break even, and I t- realized, hey, why am I spending money making videos, sharing my knowledge to people when I could take the money and donate it to charity instead, and save it from all that? Mm-hmm. But then I think my the YouTube community reacted very positively and say, hey, you know, hey, there's this thing called Patreon dot com mm-hmm. and being a patron to someone is not a new idea it goes back to Leonardo da Vinci so artists mm-hmm. like Leonardo would have patrons who would give him money to support him while he created works of art that he would share with mm-hmm. the patrons first and then after that these works of art would be available to the general public so apparently some enterprising smart people figured out that idea and invented a website called patreon.com where you could have people sign up to become patreons and these patreons would be provided with additional exclusive content behind the scenes uh, virtual classes that you would not get on YouTube so I started that and I was just amazed that 200 or more people signed up you know to become my patrons so I'm able yeah. to interact with them on a much more personal and intimate basis. How cool is it, right? That when you have a problem cooking, you pick up your phone and you call Harry and he answers the phone. And then you shine your phone yeah. right on your brisket and he tells you what's wrong with your brisket. How cool is that? So a lot yeah. of people like that kind uh, of a it's, service. They like call a friend, not to call a friend, like call a friend and have a coach online uh, instantly. To, to help you get through your barbecue challenges and apparently that I struck a chord with that type of a customized or personalized approach yeah well I mean and, and a lot of that goes with um, you know you have from a business standpoint you have to you know you have to provide value provide value provide value before you ask mm-hmm. and you know in sales and everything else and the amount of content that you put out on YouTube and uh, Facebook and I mean even going back and watching 
you know, the season, the Pitmasters season with you on there, you know, you shared stuff even way back then. So, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that, um, that folks are eager to, you know, to help kind of uh, continue to, to do what you do and to help to spread barbecue love, you know. Yeah, and I, I find people that, you know, uh, who even took me out my offer. I, I set up a tier on Patreon that if you give me $100 a month, right, as a being a patron, after mm-hmm. 12 months, I'll come to your home and cook with you. <laughs> so, yeah, you can hire yeah. Harry for, That's... for uh, you know, a, 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 to be one of my top tier patrons and he will actually come to your home and cook mm-hmm. for you. You know, the last time I checked, right, Guy Fieri yeah. charges $75,000 to show up. <laughs> at your birthday party yeah so absolutely. a lot of people have actually it, taken advantage but, of that uh, thing until the covid thing took over but i do have a few patrons that yeah. have been loyal subscribers that i'm going to be flying you know uh, to see them and in their backyard yeah, and that's, them that's, a one-on-one that's re- that's awesome that's i didn't realize that the uh that that level was uh was available now let me ask you this does the uh the living situation is it anything like the uh junior rice day um our living situation a couple of years ago going out to texas or, or do they have to provide you a uh, pull behind camper or um, i, I uh, i'm easy i can sleep on the couch you know me i, I west you and i spend some time with yeah. a junior at his restaurant in midland texas I think it's probably a good idea yeah. that we tell the world that there is a fantastic pitmaster, Junior Urias in uh, Texas. Yeah. He's now moved to Brownville, so Brownsville. Absolutely. So if you are looking for a pitmaster yeah. to help you start a restaurant, to help you do probably consulting, you just want great food, go go see Junior on the internet. I believe he's starting up a new restaurant. I want to give him a shout out to that. I told him as soon as he sets up the new restaurant yeah, and COVID absolutely. is uh, over, or I get vaccinated, I'm headed down there to help him uh, you know kind of launch his new uh, restaurant which i know will be a huge success yeah i've i've uh, i spoke to him already and i've got him uh down for a week or so from now and uh, he's gonna actually gonna come on and be on the show with me as well so i'm pretty excited about that and uh i'm honored to know you guys and cost friends and uh you know be able to call on y'all to to kind of help further the uh, barbecue love out in the world and uh, with the barbecue love I, I saw a whispering of something um, I believe it's Jealous Devil as one of your sponsors is putting out your rubs as well is that still is that the same blend as what the Harry Sue Slap Your Daddy stuff is or is that is this a complete new stuff it's the same brand it's a kind of private label so for those who follow me on the internet uh, you can actually get my rubs and my sauce on uh, three different uh, channels, right? So you can buy it retail from a store, you can buy it from a wholesaler. Uh, We sell wholesale to people who want to stock it. And then we also sell it Mm -hmm. on Amazon. The channel of sale that I have not been able to get into for 10 years is this thing called the distributorship channel. So for your listeners Mm -hmm. who may not be aware, when you go to like Walmart and you buy a product, uh, there's no way for a small one-person company like me to sell to Walmart or to sell to like yeah. a Home Depot or a Costco. The way that whole world works is called the distributorship world. And certain companies who are known as major distributors, they have the connections to these types of a large outlets where you could touch like 50,000 stores. 
So that is a market that I I cannot penetrate because I don't have the necessary mechanisms to be able to do so. So I guess Jealous Devil has been really nice. I did a demo for them in Dallas, and they seemed to really like what I did. I was hired to kind of showcase some recipes, cook some food on their charcoal. Uh, which I have been using for a while, and I, I use it exclusively now. It's really a fantastic charcoal. So they said that uh, they mm-hmm. don't have any rub products, and wouldn't it be nice if they sold some rub with your charcoal? And I say, guess what? Sign me up uh, because I have some really great products. So I did extensive testing with them, and they seemed to like my product. So we said, why don't we just do a little experiment uh, when they ship charcoal? Why don't they ship some of my rub, and then we'll, we'll brand it uh, according to Jealous Devil and. I came up with the idea that you know I spread love in this world. Why don't we just create some love products? So we were able to kind of get yeah. that going, and I believe they've been able to kind of get a lot of the exposure for my product out in the distributorship channel, including getting into places like True Value and so on. And then that whole COVID thing hit, right? And then kind of everything <laughs> <laughs> fell apart. So yeah. in 2021, yeah, I, I told them that once this thing is over, we need to redouble efforts to sort of get my product into those channels and do trade shows because we had a whole ambitious plan to go out and do a huge launch in all the different trade shows to showcase my product. But this in-person thing has kind of ground to a halt. So hopefully in 2021, we'll be able to jumpstart that whole process. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, it's, it's really exciting because, uh, like I said, I saw I saw kind of a whispering of it, and I didn't know if it was something that was uh, in the works or if it was something that got kind of stifled with uh, this whole COVID stuff. So I was I was real curious about that, and didn't know if our uh, our listeners here had any idea that uh, that the, the uh, is it, is it barbecue? Yeah, we, I called it the barbecue love product, and then uh, we went through the whole design process. And uh, I, I, you know me, I, I, I like cartoons, but uh, they, they liked uh, a caricature yeah. of me better. So they, they, they put my, me on a bottle, and people tell me they can't tell if I'm African American or Hispanic or Asian. I'm this androgynous <laughs> character on a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's okay because it's gonna you know it's gonna introduce more people to uh, to barbecue and to you and you know kind of further push what you're doing, uh, which is is just absolutely phenomenal, man. Um, have you got anything new? Anything else that's coming down? Uh, I know kind of COVID kind of stif- stifled the barbecue love thing. But is there anything else? That uh, that Harry Sue is is looking at doing in 2020. I've been tinkering with uh, products for many years, and uh, people don't realize that uh, you know I just introduced three products, which is my chicken rub, my beef rub, and my all-purpose and one one sauce. But behind the scenes, right, I I have quite a number of different products uh, behind the scenes, and I have at least five different rubs and another three or four different sauces that I've been working on. And uh, like everything else, mm-hmm. right, it's a matter of trying to pull time away from my day job um, you know your view your listeners may not be aware but I, I do work a 40 50 hour a week job building data centers so yeah. uh, trying to yeah. do both and then trying to run a YouTube channel is, is not trivial I, I guess I'm unique in the sense that I probably am the only YouTuber who personally responds to every comment I don't have a staff a lot of the YouTubers out there they have a staff of people who respond to comments but according to YouTube I did 58,000 comments a year so you stop and think, right? You think 58,000, you divide it by the number of hours in the day. 
that's why you know I work 16 hours, and I uh, am a fan of my mentor Arnold Schwarzenegger because he is a success story of an immigrant who came to America who couldn't even speak very English very well. And his philosophy is very simple. He works 10 hours in construction. He goes to the gym for five hours to work out. Spends a couple of hours doing acting classes, and then spends an hour to eat and shower. And he sleeps six hours. And if you ever tell him yeah. that six hours is not enough sleep, he tells you just learn how to sleep faster. So I, I'm I'm a fan of <laughs> Arnold, and I I try to follow his routine. I do my day job, and as soon as my day job is done. I'm going to be doing my after hours job, just like you know, it's after work today. Yeah,、uh, we we just did this podcast, <laughs>、yep. and then after the podcast is over, I、yeah. am going to do my kitchen and setting up to shoot、uh, my Jamaican jerk chicken episode, which I think is the best jerk chicken in the world. But I'm going to be shooting that all the way through midnight. So you know, it is a long day. A lot of、oh, people、wow. don't realize that every time they see a video that Harry puts up taking ten minutes. It is about twenty plus hours of production that goes into a video that a viewer may watch for ten minutes, and then in that ten minutes, I may show ten、yeah. different black belt tips that a lot of people don't even realize that I have shown them a black belt tip. I just posted one on a grilled fish, right? People don't realize within that、mm-hmm. simple ten-minute video, there's at least eight very advanced black belt tips that I just shared with the world that nobody knows. So、yeah. I keep doing this because、uh, I know that、uh, life is brief, right? I always try to live with intensity. My goal is to kind of, you know, put out my knowledge out to the world, and I know that somebody, somebody will watch it and be able to kind of use that as a vehicle to bring more kindness, more love, more patience, more tolerance. And if I can just touch one yeah, person,、absolutely. it's well worth the effort. Yeah. Now, are you editing your own videos as well? For、uh, about half and half. I, I had、uh, to outsource some of it again, help because、uh, if I'm putting out three videos a week and it takes about ten hours to edit a ten-minute、yeah. video because I'm stupid, right? I'm slow. I, I I'm not one of those young people <laughs> where I can watch a video like you know some of the young people.、Uh, I watch them watch a video, right? They can they can fast forward through a video. I I I cannot. I need seven seconds to for my brain to process a image. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I, I was gonna say your your、uh, your your six hours of sleep is slowly dwindling away. If you're gonna be、uh, editing all、yes. three videos every、uh-huh. single week, that's that is a yeah. So I, I know some people、wow. comment my videos are crappy because the editing is crappy. I say you know, hey, that's the best I can do. It's not as good as some of the sleep productions out there. But you know, you you get at least authentic raw content from Harry. I, yeah, I just、it's, show you the way it happened. It's, it's real. It's real that there's no there's no smoke and mirror. It's only one camera, which is my cell phone. It's not like some people they have five cameras. You know, I, I did this、yeah. episode with Ballistic Barbecue, Greg, Greg Mervich. He's like a top YouTuber guy from San Diego.、Mm-hmm. He came to my back my backyard.、Yeah. He had five cameras. It's <laughs> like what? Holy cow! <laughs> Uh, you just about have got a production. That's right. Yeah, I, I shot with Mikey Chen. Mikey Chen is the strictly dumpling. He's like a huge mega YouTube star. He came to my backyard. You know, flew in from New York with his crew, and he's got like five people. And I thought to myself, "Oh, that's nice. It's just me." <laughs> <laughs> and does that really does that surprise them that that it, that you're such a you know you're a one man show? You know, again, right? I I, I I do what I can because you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm not. Trying to be like the the number one production YouTube channel in the world. I'm just you know focusing on doing what I know how to do, which is cook, and put out the content. 
people yeah. people who follow me on a, on YouTube are very loyal. So for that, I am very very blessed, very very grateful. And people share me with the stories about how they follow me on YouTube and how that I'm the, probably one of the very few YouTubers out there that share everything real. Is really really authentic. I, I I don't have any like what I call candy footage, you know, or, or clickbait footage. I just show yeah, you clearly thing. how how is I do it. And I always tell people if you if you follow me and you like it, please continue. If you don't like what I do, watch another channel. No no big deal. I'm not here to generate <laughs> millions of views. I'm just here to tell you what worked for me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I got to uh, kind of get a peek behind the scenes on uh, on your shooting uh, video when we were out for uh, for Junior Uriah's Day for his uh, holiday out there, and I was kind of astonished that uh, it was just off of your uh, cell phone with the little uh, mic attachment and the uh, the little fuzzy uh, wind sock, and I was like, that's like I could do that. And his, his, I mean, videos are like miles above what I'm doing. Uh, I just recently invested in a, uh, a stand for my cell phone. So uh, that's that's going to elevate my, my videos this year. Um, so Yeah, even my stand, right? I mean, it was given to me by Baby Back Maniac because I, I, I visited him and we shot a YouTube collab with some of uh, my Texas friend T-Roy, AMM and Claymem. And yeah. then he he felt sorry for me because uh, I I didn't have any equipment, so he actually gave me his little mini tripod. So that's the same tripod I'm using. So I <laughs> I don't even buy equipment. My my oh, other wow. YouTube friends, you know, have to donate their equipment because they yeah. see me struggling trying to hold the camera, and trying to open the pit, <laughs> and trying not to drop you know all the food on my lap. Yeah, it's that, that, that's uh, that's mojo equipment. That's yeah. Stuff. So I, I can say right? talk to tell the world I, I'm hanging around with Baby Bag Maniac's tripod. Shooting all my videos, it's pretty beat up now. So it's That's got a lot of crust on it, a lot of grease, and probably a lot of smoke stains. But but yeah. it's still taking a licking and keep on ticking. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix Absolutely. it, right? Awesome, awesome, Harry. I sure appreciate your time, buddy. Um, I will get let you get back to uh, your life because I know you've got a, a lot uh, ahead of you with the uh, with the jerk chicken. Uh, episode to film um, and I sure appreciate your time buddy and uh, I can't wait till all this COVID stuff's over and uh, hopefully we can reconnect and hang out with Junior down in uh, Brownsville and uh, get some get some more barbecue and uh, just absolutely Wes well, always a pleasure to chat with you so ping me anytime you want absolutely Take care. thank you buddy bye bye That's it. Episode one, Smoke Ring Syndicate in the books. Shout out our first guest, Harry Sue. Man, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy day to uh, hang out with us and talk a little barbecue, spread some of that barbecue love. Hey, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to share it with a friend and uh, shoot us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, keep smoking.